0: Let's begin now.
1: All right, let's dive into this. After hours tonight on 610 Sports Radio until 9 p.m. Dusty Like is your host with you. JT as well with you tonight. No more Royals. Last time I'll remind you. I know there's a lot of you that are probably not watching the MLB playoffs. Um, yeah, it's pretty sad. I just saw a uh I just saw a tweet that said uh Official attendance for the Rangers Rays playoff game was 19,704, the lowest MLB postseason game since 1919. So the Titanic had been sunk for seven years, um, since the lowest uh, playoff game. Uh, Blue Jays and Twins playing right now. Not that anybody cares, but the Twins are up three to one. uh, That game on ESPN. But this is after hours on 610 Sports Radio. Happy to be with you. No more Royals. So the schedule moving forward is. Monday nights, we do it right after the Chiefs Kingdom show from 7 to 9. Tuesday is a full slate, 6 to 9. Wednesday, Arrowhead Pride Radio, followed by the betting show, and then you'll get the uh, Coach Kleinman show Thursday. Players only at 6 o'clock, 7 to 9. After hours, Friday, 6 to 9. Which, obviously, you know what that means. Friday night, that means Richard of the Week is back. We'll always have interviews throughout the week. Pete Sweeney will be on Monday nights, most every night. Wednesday, obviously, Arrowhead Pride Radio, so that goes as is, but uh, tonight we'll have Mackenzie Nelson of KSHB 41 Sports. Uh, she'll be in here tonight in studio at 630. She was at the Royals press conference today. We'll talk a little bit about that. She was in New York on Sunday, so uh, a hot ticket to uh, to bring to the airwaves tonight on 610 Sports Radio. JT, how's life? You doing good? Everything's checked out? You you got through the Royals season. Now you're into the Chiefs season, so you get those, uh, you get those late-night postgame games.
0: Oh yeah, you get the late night post games, uh, doing the home post games, Ugh. which is is fun. Uh, yeah, we've had a loss and a win at home, so it's uh, it's a different kind of feeling when you got that loss on the first night of the. So season. So you
1: got the you got the sky is falling phone calls with Jay Binkley on uh, Thursday night to open the season. Oh yeah, oh yeah, it was yeah. fun.
0: It was fun. I was like, okay, yep, yeah. this is how it feels really on a radio when you're getting an L taken.
1: <laughs> I always, uh, I remember that was one of the first things I did as a producer here was I would I had to do cheese games. Now this is before. Uh, the whole Mahomes era. This was I did it the first year of it, so I was here for that Houston Texans game. I sat in the chair over there next to me in the studio, watched that game. Binkley's so uh, Binkley was was so uh, what's the word that like you can't have uh, you can't step on the line or it's bad luck. Uh, I can't think of the super word. Superstitious. Superstitious. Yeah, yeah, not a, not a little stitious, just superstitious. The oh. opposite quote of Michael Scott, and uh, he wouldn't let me move. Uh, I just sit there and we watched the that was the one season I did the Chiefs. And I remember there was only like two or three primetime games that year. Now there's like seven or eight. So bring a bring an air mattress and and whatever it is you need to bring like a big brown bag lunch, whatever it is. You just you just stay loaded up here, man. That's uh, that's for sure.
0: Yeah. Luckily, they've actually changed it up. I've heard because they told me I don't have to be up here during the game. Mm. So it's kind of nice. I get to go home and watch the game with my brother, which we've watched the game since we were younger together. So it's been fun. I'll come up here. Usually, depending what well, the first two times it was like, oh, two minute warning, the game's already over. I can start heading up because yeah. they got the the first down on the the Lions did, so we can leave. And then obviously the Bears were handled pretty easily for us. So yeah. I just could come up here, get ready, and talk to Bink a little bit while they were doing their post game on the 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 Wolf, and mm-hmm. then we got ready into the show. So
1: right. says uh, from the nine one three Minnesota fans look like they showed out though. Yeah, for sure. I mean their football teams one and three. Their other baseball team, their other sports teams in the playoffs, which the. Chiefs of Minnesota Vikings will play this week. We'll dive into that matchup and uh, some of the the bull junk that they that one of their players has talked about, and uh, we'll talk about other people that have to quote Coach Prime uh, throwing out some bull junk uh, towards the Chiefs. Ray should leave Tampa from the nine one three as well. Uh, well, they're not because I just saw they uh, gave out the information of their new stadium, which looks glorious, looks great. Building new stadiums is uh, is kind of the thing right now. Also, we'll get into what J.J. Bacola had to say uh, in his press conference today. We'll talk about what that means for the Royals moving forward because after today, we probably won't have a whole lot of Royals uh, news to talk about unless there's a sort of trade or something that goes on in winter meetings, which is obviously a few months away. But where I want to start the show off tonight is with this Kansas City Chiefs team. And that's going to be the focal point moving forward. And last night, if you listen to Nick Price and I on the show, We kind of had a slight topic. Now, Monday nights is kind of a reaction show, no longer the red reaction show, but it's still somewhat of a reaction. 913-586-7610, text line, love to have you tonight, drop you in. You know, you want to give a phone call, give a wolf how to let me know that you're here to live, and then, you know, we can do that sort of thing. But we talked last night about two minor things, right, that tonight we bring to fruition a little bit more boldly. One, the regular season for the Chiefs starts in four weeks when they go to Germany. Right? That's when the season really starts. Kind of a powder keg, like cupcake of a schedule to start off, right? Like we talked about last night, the combined record for all the teams that they've played so far is six and ten. But you're doing your job, right? Everyone can nitpick what they want. Oh, they haven't played anybody. They played the Jets, they played the Jags, they played, you know, the Lions, and they played the Bears. Okay, well, sorry. That's not how we drew the schedule up. That's how the schedule was presented to them. They're three and one in the first four games. They sit atop of their division. They sit atop of the AFC uh, division as well with the best, tied for the best record. We'll get into that a little bit later on tonight. But one thing that the Chiefs need to do and they need to have figured out by the time the real start of the season gets going, somebody needs to step up. And that somebody in that position is that wide receiver. And a lot of you can say, I really want to see Justin Ross get a chance. And the guy that I think that makes the most sense is Rasheed Rice. And Matt Vertoram tweets out, the Chiefs need to lean into Rasheed Rice and start giving more snaps to Justin Ross. So those are the two big names that we hear, right? If Ross can't get the job done, that's fine, he says, but figure that out because rolling Sky Moore out there and getting zero receptions from him in two different games is unacceptable. Sky Moore had zero receptions this game. He had zero receptions in the first game, a couple drops. Carrington Harrison tweeted out a tweet last, I think yesterday. Sky Moore's played in 20 games. He has eight games with zero receptions. That's unacceptable. I understand that receivers in our Andy Reid offense get a pass in their first year as a rookie because it just, an, you know, it's a complex offense. There's a lot to learn. There's not a lot of expectations for you. And we know that Jeremy Macklin and Deshaun Jackson, two, one, probably, maybe a Hall of Famer, the other one, borderline. They figured it out. They were a little bit more exceptional than others. Skymore last year, we understand, had the punt return problems. There was a little bit of, you know, maybe a monkey on the back, a little bit of weight adding to the stress that might be causing him to figure it out during the season. And then we thought in the Super Bowl that there'd be a chance that Skymore might have been, you know, cleared. He's got everything figured out. He's got enough confidence now moving forward in the new season. Game one, week one, not good. Last week, not good. And I really thought this might be the year that Skymore figures it out. Maybe he can run those parallel routes with Travis Kelsey, but I really do think that if there's going to be a guy that can step up, I think it's Rasheed Rice. We've seen the explosion from him. Not a whole lot. It's been a small sample size, but his build is similar to that wide receiver that seems to work in a Pat Mahomes style of offense. That Sammy Watkins, that Juju Smith-Schuster style of receiver. Big bodied, enough speed to get away, knowledgeable route runner, trustworthy hands. Sammy Watkins was that guy went healthy. Juju Smith-Schuster was that guy went healthy, and Rasheed Rice seems to have that same kind of build, right? But the regular season, like the real regular season, starts when you go to Germany, right? You get Minnesota, you get Denver, you get the Chargers, and you get Denver again, and then you're off to Germany to play Miami. And you're going to get a little bit of a test this weekend. And we'll talk about that defense on the other side here in a little bit. But you're going to get a little bit of a a test in an offense in Minnesota this weekend. Some big targets. And again, I'll describe that in the second segment of the 6 o'clock out. But when you look at Rasheed Rice and what he can do in this offense, again, almost had two touchdowns against Chicago. And I can get it. Dusty, pump the brakes. Chicago sucks, indeed. Still beat them 41 to 10. Rasheed Rice was still good in that game. Patrick Mahomes still found that style of receiver. And if you think that I'm putting too much pressure on Rasheed Rice, which I think a lot of people want to see him succeed, I think that will be the jersey that you see, start to see more of in the years to come. We remember what Peyton Manning had to say about him earlier in the season, in the preseason and training camp. He's a good receiver in this offense. Big body, trustworthy hands, can run routes, can get open in the zone offense that Patrick Mahomes likes to play. And Peter Sweeney, my great friend, chief editor of Arrowhead Pride, Can also see him a lot on 41 News. Says, seen some chatter. The Chiefs acquiring a wide receiver at the trade deadline, but perhaps an answer is on their team. Last week, we noted Trent McDuffie ranked number one, according to PFF, among NFL cornerbacks. Who's tied for number 14 among NFL receivers? Rasheed Rice. He's tied with Mike Evans. 79 yards per game. Right? His usage, Pete Sweeney continues to tweet it, has gone up. Now, week one, it was 31%. Week two, it took a dive for 18%. Went to 51% in week three, 46% in week four. In addition, regarding the deadline, more rice snaps and the price of a free agent when it comes to working a tight salary cap. The Chiefs' best interest to figure it out at wide receiver, because I really truly believe they only need one more solid option. We know what Travis Kelsey is, six to nine catches per game, anywhere from 70 to 115 yards per game and a chance to score a touchdown all the time. It's the most safe anytime touchdown bet. It's why it has the least amount of odds. But if Rasheer Rice steps up and continues to show that Pat Mahomes can trust him, because I don't know if there is a full amount of trust with Sky Moore. I don't think there's a full amount of trust with Kadarius Tony. And I know Brett Veach has quoted and said, I think Tony can be a star. And I know in the offseason, Ian Rappaport was always saying the Chiefs look at Kadarius Toney as their number one wide receiver threat. But if Rasheed Rice can step up as a rookie receiver and be trustworthy to Patrick Mahomes and can have that type of game where it's, hey, I just need you for like six targets. Haul in four of them, get you somewhere between 45 to 75 yards and be an end zone threat, we're going to be just fine. Because eventually all you're going to see is they're just going to put everybody on Kelsey. They're going to try to shadow Mahomes because they're not going to allow those third and 25 runs. We'll see that come to an end, or at least try to come to an end. Have somebody step up. Have that big-bodied, underrated speed and underrated hands step up. And to me, the best fill for that is a guy in Rasheed Rice. I just feel like he has all the attributes this offense needs. But you need that other target because we know what the rest of the team is. You know what NBS is. The billboard is there. Hey, this guy's going to be good for three to four targets a game. One's going to come on a third and, you know, marginal, third and five, third and eight. We're going to hope NBS is there. We know what Kadarius Toney is, right? He's Adalberto Mondesi. He has the potential to be the best player on the entire field, if healthy and if ready to go. We know what Sky Moore is now after 22 games. Right? We know what it is. Unless there's like an awakening or a surprise, I don't see any sort of shift in the sky. More move. Justin Ross, question mark, still out there, but he's not getting on the field. And he's not getting targets. But Rasheed Rice is, and he's tied with Mike Evans for yards per game per reception for receivers that have gotten at least 50 targets. Not 50 targets, but at least enough targets to register for that stat tied 14th with Mike Evans, who's pretty good. Who also might be on the trade block come free agency, but might be a little expensive with a tight salary cap. On the other side, we talk about in-house competition. You have a defense that might be top five. I think it is. You have an offense that potentially will be one of the top offenses in the league. Who wins what games? Who you lean on. On the other side, it's the defense that we talk about because they have a challenge this week. Legitimately. Minnesota. But it's okay. Because sometimes it's all right to say, hey, defense, go win us a game. JT, Dusty, listen after hours on 610 Sports Radio.
2: Gardner gets called for holding. Here's the deal. It's a foul. It's defensive holding. Valdez Scantling tries to break to the inside. And Gardner reaches across his body, grabs the left shoulder, and restricts his ability to get downfield. And it was properly called. It's not like they didn't call anything up until that point. And then just decided to call defensive holding. They had a defensive hold earlier in the game on Quincy Williams. They had an illegal contact earlier in that drive on C.J. Mosley. So it's not a game where they were just letting them play. What do you want the officials to to do? In a big situation, just keep the flag in the pocket and not officiate the play and say we're going to let the players decide? Or when they see the foul, whether it's the first quarter or that big moment in the fourth quarter, throw the flag. Because if they don't, and teams understand that if these officials are not gonna throw flags late in a close game in those situations, they're gonna take advantage of that. They're gonna play more aggressively, and then it becomes a tug of war. So Jets fans, it was the correct call for defensive holding.
1: That there was uh Dean Balladino, uh I think it was either I think it was today, talking about the 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 play of the of the defense of the New York Jets against MVS, um, as people are still, you know, concerned. But look, there were calls on both sides. And the Jets defense, aggressive. The Chiefs defense, quick, fast, also aggressive. And that defense also got called for a face mask that wasn't outside that wasn't in the end zone, it was outside of the end zone. And yet here we are. But this defense is, to me. A solid unit, and I really do believe they can be a top five unit. And I think for the first time in Mahomes's life, especially in the era with the Chiefs, you can finally say, "Okay, defense, go win this game. Go win us this game. We need you." Right? You remember that game against the Los Angeles Rams, the Shakira game, right? Where they had to go to Mexico city. Then they had to go back to Los Angeles because the fuel was torn up because of the Shakira concert. And that was one of those games. And one of those seasons in which every single time was, Hey, offense, we need you to score 31. And I think when you look at this chiefs jets game, and I know that there's, you know, texts coming in, ah, the defense looked a little shaky against Zach Wilson, I guess they gave up some plays They gave up 20 points. And to be fair, they haven't really played anybody. I'm sorry. They haven't played a ton of talent, but they haven't really played with everybody on the defense all together for a full game. Right? Week one, Chris Jones, he's in the suite. He's watching them play the lions week two, Chris Jones comes back. He's not really there for the full amount week. Three. Nick Bolton's out week four, Nick Bolton's out. And yet this team and this defense is the best that Patrick Mahomes has ever had. Will they run into a, you know, into a solid offense? Of course they will. But that's what they're doing. Their job is what they're doing now with their defense. They're playing the teams that they need to do this against, right? Like you can have your games. We, we talked about this with KU and all these other teams. Sometimes they let their guard down against a team that's less superior than they are. And you look at yourself and you're like, how do they do this? And so far this season, this defense has only allowed 13.25 points per game. I will be honest with you. I took seven points away from the Detroit Lions because that was Kadarius' Tony's touchdown. I don't blame that on the defense. Now you can go back and add that, but in four games, if you take away that touchdown, this team has only given up 13.25 points per game. Yes. It's been the bears. Yes. It's been the Jaguars. Yes. It's been the lions. And yes, it's been the New York jets, but that's what a top five defense does. That's what a defensive unit that you can trust to go out there and win you a few games can do. When they run into an offense like Miami, when they play them in Germany, that'll be a test. Are they the Bills defense? Maybe not. Are they the Niners or the Philadelphia Eagles defense? Probably not, but they're going against better quarterbacks. I'd love to see this defense in the NFC. Boy, wouldn't that be fun? You're looking at 13.25 going down about 10.4. But this is the first time that we can say in a long time since that Pro Bowl year when it was like Tamba, Houston, Barry, all those guys going to the Pro Bowl with Jamal Charles, where it was like, don't really have a great offense, got a good defense, kind of like the Jets. But this is the first time in the Mahomes era where you can look at a defense and say, hey, go win this game. And I think that's why you saw Mahomes play a little bit of the way he did, kind of like a gambler. Right? Kind of threw passes with a little bit more finesse on him, thinking he might be able to get him in that window, and they were intercepted. But he knows that if he does that, there's a good chance the defense is going to stop an offense, especially a team like the Jets who had Zach Wilson, who played his heart out. But you finally have that ace up your sleeve or that extra wild card where it's like, Hey, the offense didn't get anything going. We're going up against good defense, but we're going up against bad offense. And our defense is going to keep our team in position throughout the game to score or at least be positive when it comes to the scoreboard on our side. Because that's how this defense has played so far this year. Yes, I get it. 21 points to the the Lions, really it was 14. Nine to Jacksonville, nine points. And that's a good offense whether you want to believe it or not. The Bears... Ten points. Your backups played in the, on the offensive side. Ten points in the NFL. That's laughable to score only ten points. And then you played the Jets. Yeah, they scored twenty. Your defense got the, the turnover at the end of the game. Game was over. Sign, seal, deliver. I'm yours. Coming up on the other side, Mackenzie Nelson of KSHB 41 Sports. She'll be in studio for the 6:30 segment here on 6:10 Sports Radio. Listen after hours.
2: Straight to the top. Never going down. Don't wait for the drop. Never stand still. That's the motto. Yeah, brand new pants for the auto.
1: All right, back in on After Hours, 610 Sports Radio. Dusty Lack with you. JT as well. Mackenzie Nelson of KSHB 41 Sports. I got in trouble with Aaron Laver calling it Action News because you guys dropped the action. What? I did, yep. You I called it.
3: it Action News. It's I didn't mean to. it been at least a year.
1: I know, it, Longer than a year. He was he was very remindful of it for me. He said he yeah. wouldn't come on again until I figured it out.
3: Yeah, so I'm yeah. glad you have now. That's
1: right, yeah. Jeez. So uh, so sleep has not been on your side lately. You're no. you're kind of a busy lady, right?
3: Well, we will sleep in uh, February after the Super Bowl. Right? Fair,
1: okay. So you're already calling the shot. They're going to win the whole thing. That's fine, yeah?
3: <laughs> we have to repeat.
1: Okay. Well, let's start with the boring stuff. Okay. Uh, baseball. Because you were there at the press conference. What was your biggest takeaway today from JJ's, kind of his wording of what the season's going to look like next year, what the future looks like?
3: So it was very interesting. He said a lot, but also very little in the amount of words that he said. So what stuck out to me was he said the goal is 80 to 85 wins, which I guess is attainable. It could be doable next season, but really, that's it? Like, that's the goal, 80 to 85? Um, And then he also talked about we – have three guys who are going to be back in the you know starting lineup for pitching. Yeah, and then there's other spots that are available. So he he basically said we need pitching, we need outfielders, and we need bats. So not much to do this off season, really okay. for the Royals. Yeah,
1: I mean, <laughs> what 85 to 80 wins is a 30 win improvement. So I guess that's they're they're looking at it half sure. full, not half empty. I don't right, know. Right. Yeah. What was the vibe like?
3: It was interesting. Like somber. Um, no, I think it was more optimistic for sure. And, um, I think coach Q was very optimistic, but he's usually pretty positive anytime you talk to him, but it was definitely more of a positive press conference today from the both of them. And they had answers for everything. And now I think it's just seeing what they do this off season and and can they perform at a higher level next season Yeah, and going out and getting some pictures. I really starts there. We have to get, better pitchers.
1: Do you think this town's ready to see Salvador Perez get traded? Oh
3: uh, no. Cuz that's my biggest I think that's
1: my biggest <laughs> thing I'm looking forward to in the offseason is if he gets traded.
3: Um I don't think anyone wants to see him get traded. I don't think Royals fans want to see that, but I think they know deep down that might be the best thing for the Royals if they want to get something, right. you know, something good in return. So I think as, you know, kind of disappointing and sad it would be to see Salvi leave. I think it might be coming sooner than we think.
1: So how was New York? It was great. Like, I know you're busy, but obviously from Insta stories, you get to go to Times (laughs) Square. You get to kind of feel like... You know,
3: listen, I did that by myself, too. My photographer did not want to join me. Really? And I was just out here riding the train from Jersey to New York, hit up Times Square yeah. and uh, made it back in time to be at the field for Sunday Night Football. But what
1: sex in the city character best describes you? Oh, I'm a Samantha guy.
3: But
1: um, maybe you're Carrie.
3: God, I don't know. That's a tough question.
1: Welcome to After Hours.
3: Oh my, I didn't know you were gonna hit me with that. There's
1: a little bit more that we you don't know we're gonna hit you with yet.
3: <laughs> um, if I had to choose, probably yeah. like a carry. Okay. Um, right. she's so stylish and just yeah. fabulous. I just I love her.
1: I've never been to New York, so I don't know if it is exactly because I have high anxiety, like when it's okay. a big crowd. Okay. Like the elevators at the end of Chiefs games. Very don't love that. Okay. different, dusty.
3: We are like the Normally same.
1: loud and obnoxious. And then once the elevators hit, I'm in the corner, just like, please get me out of here. Are
3: you claustrophobic? Uh
1: in elevators, because of speed, the movie. I'm afraid it's going to shut down. Your (laughs) elevator at your station's very sketchy.
3: I won't take the elevator at my station because I am scared. I will always take the stairs. I don't take
1: the elevator here. haven't in over six years.
3: So that's something that we have in common. So I do not like elevators. And, of course, when I was staying at my hotel just, you know, while we were Mm -hmm. in New York, I was on the top floor. Of course. You cannot take the stairs because it says if you open the door for the stairs, it will sound the emergency alarm. So you're only supposed to take them if it's an emergency.
1: Okay. That is an emergency. It was very tough.
3: I know. And I was very nervous. I also do not love to fly.
1: Mm, Not a fan. But if
3: I can do it, you can do it.
1: Okay. We'll see if I get to New York sometime. I just have no interest.
3: Oh, my God. It's amazing. Okay. It's a different life out there. There's always something to do. You will never be bored. And, yeah, there's a lot of people, but, like, nobody really cares what you're doing because everybody's in their own world. Yeah. You definitely have to go. Okay. I would move there right now. Really? Absolutely. Okay. Right so now. I will leave the show and hop another flight to move.
1: Damn. Okay. <laughs> New York's that powerful.
3: It is. Um, speaking of New York,
1: you were pretty close to uh, T-Swift.
3: I was. Like, that's the I was closest... breathing her air.
1: I was going to say, you are the closest more, like, there's people that would probably buy jars of air of the room that you were in. I'm dead serious. People bought rain from her concert in Nashville. What? You know this, right? No. She performed in Nashville. It rained. That's the concert that, like, Belichick was, like, super, like, yeah. that's when he became a Swifty, because it was, like, he goes, that's tough. People were selling her jars of rain from her show on Amazon
3: That's or insane. wherever they sell. Them. That's insane. So eBay,
1: yeah, highest there. bidder.
3: Oh my! So you yeah. had Hugh
1: Jackman, Ryan Reynolds, Blake Lively, Taylor Swift—all of it right there.
3: See, and yeah, and I was way more excited. <laughs> Sorry, Swifties. I do love Taylor Swift. I think she's great. But I saw Ryan Reynolds and Blake Lively, and I loved them. And yeah. I don't know if I've ever been starstruck. And I'm, you know, I'm filming, getting video of them arriving and everything, and I'm just staring at them like this isn't real. <laughs> this isn't actually happening. They're not. Yeah. All, the Wolverine is not walking through the metal detector right now. It was so cool. Um, and I think it's very cool that. You know, all the stars showed out for the Chiefs. Paul Rudd was there. Mm-hmm. Um, it was great. It's just yep. really cool to see everybody kind of uh, be excited about the Chiefs.
1: What would you take away from that game?
3: Because um, offense,
1: everybody says, was too sloppy. Mahomes maybe like finessing stuff too quickly into, you know, certain areas of the field. Defense, obviously Zach Williams played. The, that's a great – those headphones look great it's on you, okay. by the way. Thank you. Yeah, they're great they're look. They're falling apart, but it's okay. You could be, you know
3: – I look like a DJ right now.
1: Yeah, you just need a little squirt <laughs> table right now. Um, but, no, it just kind of seemed like everyone was like, okay, they held them to 20 points. They were up 17 to zero. Yeah, there was yeah. bad officiating on both sides of the ball. But what did you take away from that game after you were, you know, there and the interviews that you did afterwards? Like, what was the vibe like from the from the players?
3: Um, I think Taylor Swift might be a good luck charm. Um, it's two straight wins.
1: Is she, she in Minnesota?
3: I don't know. That's
1: real love if she's she in Minnesota. Could be.
3: It, 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 I agree. Yeah. If she's in Minnesota, three straight, three straight games. Yeah. And is it cold there yet?
1: I don't it's Minnesota so okay, I'm yeah, just going to say yeah. yes.
3: Um no but my takeaways would be the offense is still struggling okay. and which I think is very hard for us as like fans um to kind of comprehend because that's always the offense that has come out strong and just been this like high flying you know group of guys and then the defense was always the issue and that's all we've talked about in years past so to see them kind of struggle and then you never see Mahomes you know with more interceptions than touchdowns, you don't typically think that's going to happen. So Mm -hmm. when that all was happening on Sunday, it was kind of a shock. So I would say biggest takeaways are I'm impressed with our defense. Sure. I do think the wide receivers that that is a problem. Um, I know people are saying it's not, you know, there's other issues, but when you have four receivers that had what, like seven catches for 65 yards or something like that, that's a problem. And, Mahomes is having to do way too much running. You had Pacheco just like carrying the team for a while there. I, I think we have a problem.
1: Which one do you think needs to step up? Cause I led the show with Rasheed Rice, needs to be that guy. Because I think he can be that guy. He's tied in yards per or yards per game with seventy nine. He's tied fourteenth in the league with Mike Evans, who's a pretty good receiver. Yeah. Um, I just don't think that anybody has trust. Because I think I'm I don't know if I'm over Sky Moore. I don't want to give up. Yeah. But he's had twenty games with the Chiefs and eight of those he had zero receptions.
3: Yeah. I, I mean, I really was hoping it would be Sky Moore that would step up and kind of fill a bigger role. But I also would have to say, like, MVS, I feel like, should be doing much more than what we've seen. And oftentimes it's like he's not getting open. And, and mm-hmm. why is he not getting open? I mean, he's one of the fastest guys out there. What is the deal? Why can he not get open? But that goes for, like, all of the receivers. I feel like nobody's getting open. And no matter how much time Mahomes has back there, there's no, for some reason, nobody's open. Right. Um, so I don't know what the problem is, but I, I was hoping it would be Sky Moore that would you know be that go-to guy, but I, I don't know if that's going to be the case. This yeah, season. I, think we,
1: I think we know what MVS is. He's like three to four targets a game when it's third and six. It's probably mm-hmm. going to him over the middle because he's just big, tall, mm-hmm. fast. But or I, he'll have
3: one of those really long, mm-hmm. like, uh, he'll be like downfield or yeah. something. He'll be that go-to guy. Holding
1: call. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> yep.
3: No touchdown. <laughs>
1: I do feel that's what's going to make people hate the Chiefs more and more because you're a big Golden State Warriors fan. I am. And everybody loved loved Golden State the first, like, two years they were good, right? Yeah. And then all of a sudden they started getting better. Kevin Durant goes to the team. Everybody started
3: hating when he came. Yep.
1: And then they started to nitpick against Steph, who's your guy. He is my guy. And everyone started hating to see that he was chewing on his mouthpiece. And now people are going to start hating Mahomes because he does these weird things. And I think the reason they hate the penalties and they hate the reason that this happens is because the chiefs don't miss like when they get an extra chance, they're not going to fail when they get another chance, right? Like, I don't know if there's like a game that you play or maybe you played basketball, you know, growing up mm-hmm. against kids or whatever. And it's like, oh, I'm going to give you another chance because there was a car that came by to distract you shoot it again. Mm-hmm. You make it. I'm going to make it right. They're mm-hmm. going to give you that extra chance. I think that's why people hate the chiefs. Like people hated New England and their dynasty yeah. because they cheated. Yeah, right. Like, it's just blatantly obvious. You had Spygate, Deflategate, whatever gate there was. That's why people didn't like New England. Yeah. Plus, Bill Bale's kind of like a curmudgeon, like kind of just a grouchy man. (laughs) Everybody loves Andy Reid. You'll never not find anybody that doesn't like Andy Reid. But people will start to hate the Chiefs because of the mistakes that they're given and the advantages they take of it. That's my take.
3: I, I think, too, people don't like the fact that Everybody says Mahomes is, you know, the greatest of all time. And that conversation started so early. And, yeah. you know, I think that's why people also really don't like the Chiefs because they are winning so much. They have been that team. And I think people get sick of that, just like a lot of people got sick of, you know, every time Tom Brady went to a team, it was like, oh, OK, we're sick of him. And right. um, I think that's what it is, because I think the Chiefs and the organization, they're a very likable team. And I think what people don't like is teams that continuously win. Right. Um,
1: like Golden State. Yes. Yeah. So you love that hate, though, right? Like, you love oh, yeah. that people hate it.
3: Embrace it. Sure. People are always going to hate on something. Nobody's ever going to be happy. Right. But, I mean, hey, use it to your advantage, I guess. Yeah,
1: they hate you because they ain't you, I guess.
3: Exactly. All right, so
1: random questions. Okay. These are just on the cusp, right? Oh, boy. So Prime Social is where they went for their first date in Kansas City. Okay. What do you give that score if somebody takes you to Prime? Like, let's say JT's like, hey, Mackenzie Nelson. I got a reservation at Prime Social. Score of one to ten.
3: I think that's a good place. I'd say like at least at eight or nine.
1: There you go, JT. I've
3: been there one time, but Same. you I've have to take once. the elevator. Hey, sorry,
1: sorry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, girlfriend of three years. <laughs> yeah. Don't think she would like that idea. Yeah. I did. That is, yeah, the elevator and then you pop out and they have like the riding of the in the bush or whatever uh-huh. that is. Uh did do that. Drone was flying. That was kind of funny. It's kind of weird how you sit on top of everybody, but it's yes. still a great view. Uh wings, flats or drums? Flats. Blue cheese or ranch? None. Just naked.
3: I need like barbecue sauce or but a hot sauce. But it can't be a hot sauce. No, I don't. Okay. Yeah. Uh-uh. I
1: don't know. Friday night, 12-point favorites against Oklahoma State. Do they cover?
3: <laughs> no.
1: No? Your cats don't cover on Friday night?
3: I I don't know. Oh. Ew. I don't know. I, I just have a weird feeling about it.
1: At Oklahoma State, 12-point yeah. favorites. So you're telling me I should take Oklahoma State Friday before I leave town? In Kansas. Uh,
3: I don't want to give you betting advice. I always lose. Um, Same.
1: Another thing we have in common. (laughs) I never win.
3: I just feel like, I mean, K-State, they're coming off, you know, off week. But they're at Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State has been absolutely horrible. I'm sorry if my boss is listening here. Oklahoma State fan. Um, (laughs) But I feel like maybe they'll get it figured out. And and it'll be a tougher game with the Cats. But. I don't know, because, I mean, K-State, they've got some issues of their own. they got to get figured out. Yeah. So, I think it'll be a closer game than we were all expecting, just like we did with Chiefs-Jets. I mean, we thought that all was right. going to be a blowout. and For sure, look I, how took that turned the over. Out.
1: I took the spread, and I didn't win. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, number one golf club in your bag.
3: Oh, Lock Lloyd.
1: No club. Oh,
3: course. Sorry. Well, course. <laughs> must Again, course be, must be, course nice be if... Lock Lloyd. My yeah. go-to club would be my Five Iron. Nice. I can hit it very well.
1: Five Iron? That's a tough club to hit. Best score on a golf course. Yes. I I don't know what my five iron is. Got Tourette's. (laughs) I just played in a tournament yesterday. We had a hole that was 170 yards. I hit my five iron, like 185. I've never hit it that way. Or I like spray it to the right.
3: See, I can't hit like my three iron. I can't hit it straight. And then the, like the six, the seven irons. I I don't love them, but I can hit my five really well. And my eight and my nine. Yeah. And
1: nine iron seems like a very comfortable club for most people. Yeah, like that's your trusted. It's so like friend. my sweet
3: spot. Yeah. I really don't like to hit my woods mm. unless I have to.
1: Okay, so you're just five iron off the tee every single time.
3: No, I'll, uh, okay. I can hit my driver pretty far. There Probably outdrive you. <laughs> oh, okay. Not to toot my own horn. Okay,
1: <laughs> all right, challenge accepted. Let me know when you can invite me to lock Lloyd I'm there. Last one. Percentage that Taylor Swift's in Minnesota.
3: Ooh, I'd say seventy-five mm, percent chance she's there.
1: Percentage that this is all a hoax on the NFL. Like, they're really in, I don't know if they're in love. It's tough. They're probably still in the honeymoon (laughs) stage. But Um, I think they do like each other, but the NFL and a lot of people think it's a conspiracy theory.
3: I think it's like a 70-30. I think 70% is real, and maybe they're texting and hanging out, obviously, because we've seen photos. Right. 30%, this is good publicity for both parties.
1: All right. What do you got coming up the rest of the week? You got two off days and you're back to the grind? Going anywhere for Friday back for high school grind. football or anything?
3: I will be out shooting high school football. I don't know what game I have yet, but I'll Kay. be out at the game of the week. Ooh. So it'll be fun. Nice. Um, Yeah, a lot of football this weekend. It's a lot of football, great.
1: a lot of sleep, and then uh, right back to Chiefs on Sunday. Absolutely. All Bring right. it on. All right. It's Mackenzie Nelson of 41 KSHB Sports or some way in there. Just don't say action news. <laughs> They dropped the action, JT. There you go. Thanks for coming in. I appreciate it so much. Uh, we'll do this again sometime.
3: Absolutely. All right. Anytime. All right.
1: See you tomorrow night. Uh, it's Mackenzie Nelson from KSHB 41 Sports. Dusty Likens, JT, this is After Hours. On the other side, we'll get to all well, the rest of the AFC and why the rest of the AFC sucks. Back in on After Hours. Mackenzie Nelson's hanging around. She doesn't want to leave. It was the prime social thing. It's that Thai shrimp appetizer they have there, that sushi roll. You ever been at Prime Social, JT? I have not. Do you care about the MLB playoffs right now?
0: Uh I looked up and sounds I sounds saw... like it.
1: Yeah, no. <laughs> Do you did you know that the playoffs were starting tonight?
3: I did. I that's... had no
1: idea that I'm in sports.
3: You didn't know? I, had, it was starting I thought tonight? they
1: started this weekend. I didn't know they started on like right after people got home from work. Oh wow! But I do remember when the Royals were in the playoffs, and uh, <laughs> everyone was pissed that they started they started at like 2:35. I'm serious.
3: You need to pay better attention, okay?
1: To Major League Baseball? Absolutely. Major League Baseball took this show away from me. A 59-win team was on every night, and I couldn't be on. This is more entertaining than losing nine to one. And I love the Royals. Like that's no shot at Sherman, Picone, sure. anybody. I swear, they're our flagship. I love the Royals.
3: I just I can't believe you didn't know. Had I no idea tonight.
1: I didn't know until they showed the tweet that there's only 19,000 people at the Rays Rangers game, the oh. lowest attendance since 1919.
3: I didn't see that tweet. That's not great.
1: The Titanic had been sunk for seven years. That's how it's closer to that than it is the lowest attendance in modern day history.
3: If the Royals were in it and it was happening at Coffin right now, how many people do you think would be over there? out. <laughs> okay. This
1: team, when, the, when this town, when this team is competitive in baseball, it loses its mind.
3: That's I don't disagree. The parade
1: yeah. for the Royals was bigger than the Chiefs. Yeah. More people, people love baseball. That's what I'm saying. Like, if they can just be good, then all of a sudden this town will light up.
3: Yeah. We have a lot of brokenhearted people in Kansas City. Thank God for the Chiefs right now.
1: Yeah. But We've I think a everyone – depressed town. That's the thing that's crazy, though, is, like, the Royals, no one expected 13, 14, 15. Yeah. Let alone 16. The Chiefs have always – like, when I was a kid, I would go around and do, like, your job. I would interview family members, like mm-hmm. I was a reporter. Mm-hmm. And then I would go up to, like, my dad or my grandpa, and I'd be like, what happens first, Royals World Series or Chiefs Super Bowl? Everybody answered, oh, Chiefs Super Bowl, Chiefs Super Bowl for sure, right? They had the Marty years, they had the 90s, all that. And then the Royals won the World Series, and I was a little bit older. I was, like, I think 23, and I'm going around 24, somewhere around there. And I'm going around, I'm going, so remember when I asked you who would win a World Series or a Super Bowl first? And they'd be like, get out of my face. <laughs> and now the Chiefs are just so dominant that we take it with, like, we just take it for granted. Like, yeah. I was talking to Pete about this yesterday uh, when he was on our show last night. And I was like, do you think people nitpick the Chiefs wins? Like, going to New York and winning by three might might be a little disappointing. It's an AFC win against the top defense in the league, but yet here we are griping about wins because they know so much success. They lose three or four right. times a year.
3: We're so used to them being so dominant and winning so many games. Yeah. You know, like, we're just used to winning now, which is crazy to say. Yeah. And I think that's why we just nitpick everything that they do. Did you hear
1: what Aaron Rodgers had to say today?
3: I did. I think there's some sentiment that there's some sort of moral victory out there that we hung with the you know with the champs and and that uh, you know our defense played well and and you know uh, Pat didn't have a crazy game and uh, you know Mister Pfizer we kind of shut him down a little bit he <laughs> didn't have you know his like crazy impact game. Right? Are when they Aaron, not cool? Are Travis Kelsey and Aaron Rodgers not cool?
1: I just think Aaron Rodgers is that guy. Like we all went to high school with that guy. Yeah. Right, the guy that went through waves, yeah. right, that was uh, probably pretty popular, and then everybody hated him for something that he did—tripped a kid in the hallway mm-hmm. or like threw something at lunch—and then all of a sudden started dating somebody that you're like, oh, that's sweet, he's a new person, mm-hmm. and then right around the corner there's a comment that he gets made, and that's who Aaron Rodgers is. Aaron Rodgers is to me a little insecure, but also like worldly famous, and that's a terrible combination. That means like that creates toxic.
3: I think. He's at a point in his career where he just doesn't care anymore what people think about him. No. And he has no problem saying exactly what he's thinking, and that is uh, an interesting thing. You also because know he didn't used to do that. I feel like he wasn't no. doing that years years ago at least. No. Now he just doesn't care what people think of him, and I guess that's freeing but also, like, shocking to see some of the comments that he makes all the time. Just interesting. Which
1: is somebody who is getting paid by Pfizer. Yeah. Because Sam McDowell tweets, "FYI, Aaron Rodgers was happy to take money from healthcare organizations that promoted the COVID nineteen vaccines until they stopped sending checks in November 2021."
3: I think it was like Johnson and Johnson. Yeah.
1: Hello. Yeah. Like that's what I'm saying. Like to your point, he just doesn't care. Yeah. Like he goes to like a retreat naked in a room, no dark lights, room, food through a slot. <laughs> not a guy you can trust. Odd guy. Doesn't do State Farm commercials anymore. Like Andy Reid took his spot. Andy Reid's done more State Farm commercials than Aaron Rodgers has in two years.
3: I would love to know what's going on in Aaron Rodgers' mind, though. Do you You know? Like, I would love to know what he is thinking and where he's at. You know, when he looks at his life, just because of the things that he's been doing. Like, you know, in the last year, just the -the off-the-wall things. But then, you know, we see him play in uh, that golf tournament that Patrick Mahomes is in, and he seemed like a normal dude. He was out there with Tom Brady, but then you see him in these other lights, and it's like a totally different personality. Like he yeah. has 16 different personalities.
1: He's the guy mom tells you to not go around. Yes. Cause when he shows up to your house and meets the parents, he's super nice. Like he just can't do anything wrong. Yes. And then you come home crying. Yep. Right. That's Aaron Rodgers. That's...
3: <laughs> that is Aaron Rodgers.
1: And he wears a mustache now and then makes fun of Travis Kelsey. For his plus planning. Kelsey's with Taylor Swift. We know Aaron Rodgers is a Swiftie cause he used to have that video with, I think it was Olivia Munn where they were singing Taylor Swift in the kitchen. When they were on like a vacation, I don't know why I remember that. I remember yeah, weird I things. Yeah, I don't remember
3: that. But and okay. then,
1: uh, and then now you have this. And then he comes out and it's like Mr. Pfizer, yeah, which is a shot, one hundred percent a oh, shot, absolutely.
3: And I thought it was interesting. You know, they were showing him at MetLife quite a bit, oh, like oh, yeah. you know, because they were showing all the different celebrities that were there. And then it was like, oh, let's cut to Aaron Rodgers. He's here. Don't forget about him. Exactly. Yeah,
1: he's like, an interesting dude. Like, why do people take shots at people?
3: Uh, because when- of insecurities. Or they've got issues of their own, so they got to hate on other people. So
1: then you saw the Byron Murphy quote from Minnesota, right, the cornerback? Okay, so he says, uh, that would be cool quote for sure, not for Kelsey, because we're going to try to get our hands all over him in front of her. I'm going to say something to get him going about Taylor Swift.
3: Oh, quote. my God.
1: They're one in three. Worry about winning before you worry about getting right. inside the head of Travis Kelsey.
3: And I mean, Travis Kelsey – People say things about him all the time. Do you think he's even phased by something like that?
1: Five to seven years ago, probably. I think he was a little bit more ego-driven, was kind of a little bit younger of a hothead. I know he's only 33 now, but I don't know. It's it's either Jacksonville he hates a lot, right? Because every time they play Jacksonville, he's crazy mad. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then now there's people trying to take shots. And I mean, I get it. Like this guy, Byron Murphy, I've never heard of him in my life. Right. And he's like, oh, I grew up watching Taylor Swift. I'm going to get my hands all over Travis Kelsey in front of her and do all that. Like, why? Like, why is that necessary? Yeah,
3: because that's not going to benefit him in any way. It's just right. going to upset it's make Travis Kelsey. Yeah, totally.
1: So for betting advice, take the over <laughs> on receptions for Travis Kelsey, which will be like six and a half. Take the over on yards, which will be like 65 and a half. And take an anytime touchdown. 3 leg parlay, probably like 185 plus 185. You'll probably win a good amount of coin.
3: Maybe, and yeah. then you
1: can pay for the tea time and prove that you can outdrive somebody else. <laughs> but that's up to you. I mean, uh, I'm an open book. That's totally up to you.
3: I bet everybody listening would agree that I can outdrive you. That's fine.
1: That's fine.
3: We need would, to take a poll.
1: Okay, on 610's Twitter account. Yep.
3: Okay. Absolutely. We'll
1: have JT do it. He knows how to do those things. Uh, do you? You're gonna learn. I got it. All right, but yeah, I also wanted to know. let you
0: know. Come on, Byron Murphy. You don't know who Byron Murphy is? I Have no idea. Well, you know why he's talking because he ain't gonna have to guard Travis Kelsey, so he can talk all he wants. Yeah,
3: yeah.
1: I don't know who he is. I think I do he's know. Left he's. Left I know
0: he came from Arizona. He was a second round pick from Arizona. So. What's the
3: point of talking though? Anyway, like why? I just don't get it. It's like gonna, why give people gonna, that material yeah. to even begin to be pissed off? Even you know what I mean? It just doesn't make sense to me.
0: But how are you gonna like crap talking when? It's Taylor Swift. Like, oh, wow, you're with a a cute girl that's making a lot of money. How you feel? I feel amazing. I mean, I feel great,
1: honestly. This is crazy. (laughs) No complaints whatsoever. (laughs) Who picks up the check between those two at dinner?
3: Honestly, they probably go a lot of places for free, right? Because there's so much publicity whenever they show up. Everything's probably just taken care of. But I think the two of them, like, are constantly taking care of other people, like paying for meals or, you know. Travis is always out in the community doing great things. But I would say maybe a 50-50 Type thing. Like, she'll pick up the check sometimes, and him, maybe? I don't Do know. the
1: shuffle in the hat. Put both debit card, yeah, yeah, yeah. and credit like, cards in there. Shake it up, pull it out. <laughs> Taylor Swift. All right. Yeah.
3: Either way, I think they're good. Maybe they have people buying meals for them when they see them at a restaurant. I could see that. like oh my god i want to take care of that bill
1: and then they've realized they each got a filet and they each got a lobster tail added to it and it's like a bill's
3: thousands of dollars
1: (laughs) yeah doing the (laughs) drive-through challenge somebody says giving travis any ammo and the time is planned a dangerous road to go down for murphy yeah well oh yeah make your bed you sleep in it right i just don't see
3: that going well for him in any way no for the vikings i don't think
1: i've ever seen anybody take a shot at travis kelsey
3: yeah and how good's that defense again
1: not, not, great. Not, not, not great, is it? Yeah, nah, I didn't They're, think so. Also, yeah. their record's one and three, and their their quarterback is swimming in Cole's cash.
0: <laughs> and, oh. and they love to turn the ball over. Oh, <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, Mackenzie, I appreciate you coming in. I know we Happy kept you longer than uh, than we should have, but uh, enjoy time off. Enjoy the rest because I know you. you're going right back into it thank and then uh, it never ends. So. Let
3: me know how the poll turns out.
1: We will. We'll I tag know you I'll in be it winning. so you'll be, able to, you'll be able to follow it throughout the night. <laughs> Mackenzie Nelson, thank you so much. JT, on the other side, we got to get into the rest of the AFC and plus the West. It sucks. The AFC is decent. If there's one team, there's one team that is a disappointment that everybody knows who I'm talking about, we'll get to that on the other side after hours on 610 Sports Radio.